And now, Kyle and Steven present another episode of the Go F*** Yourself podcast. Um, it's Fix. Really? Well, that's embarrassing. The Go Fix Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast, the podcast we do in our 30s to fix what we did in our 20s. I am half of your host, Kyle, and sitting digitally across from me is Stephen Cornfield. Woohoo! What's up? We are trying something new. We've been doing podcasts face to face for the better part of, mm-hmm. I would say, two years, but. We know we got to adapt and we got to kind of maybe move to more of not seeing our faces sitting yeah. across from each other. Yeah, this is uh, something new. So I can't see you, but I can hear you. Right? And you don't know what I'm wearing. You don't know what I'm doing. I, I while Well, we're doing I'm this. imagining you're just completely in the nude like I am. And just yep, on my leather seat. Yep. You got a cup of coffee. You got your glasses on like and that's it. Maybe some socks. Maybe you are, you couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> like in all honesty, I am wearing clothes, shorts and a hoodie, no glasses. Mm. I have a rock star mm. and, and that's a complete lie. I'm naked actually, but nice. nice. yeah, the podcast when we're doing it from our home can be a little different, but it's nice because I have a computer in front of me. I have right. all these resources that I could use to talk about some of the stuff that we'll talk about. Right, and it it, it, it frees us up. So, like, we we travel a bunch, uh, as we've talked about on here. I just got back from a trip. You just got back from a trip. And we, we technically either record prior to leaving on these trips, and then we, like, bulk up, right? So it's like, okay, we have a podcast for Bulking up each yeah. week that we're gone. Um, but this kind of maybe frees it up to like, hey, we can actually bring stuff with us on a trip. We don't actually have to be present. And so it's really helping us like be like, you know what? We still love doing this podcast and we still want to keep doing it. Um, but we don't actually have to be physically in the same room. So we're trying this new technology and uh, we're excited about it. You know, I'm yeah. excited about it. I really want to be able to be in Bali, like on an ayahuasca retreat. Throwing oh up my everywhere, gosh. And be like that hey, would be. The I got best. a podcast. I would love to talk to you, just high off your rocker on ayahuasca. Yeah. Uh, hey, Steve. I, <laughs> oh, man, oh, my my uh, my my wife's dad. So my father in law. Uh, mm. He's done one. Did I tell you about this? No, no. He's done one, and he's like literally. He has gone into full detail. Um, like one time we were in New Orleans, and we had a lunch with them and so they i was i'm very curious you know me and you we've talked about ayahuasca before like a lot of ceos and entrepreneurs have used it as like a guiding light but also it's like there's something about it where like a lot of people can if they're struggling with life which we're going to talk about in this episode i feel like you know maybe you don't know what you want to do or all this stuff um ayahuasca sometimes can reveal things spiritually to you and so I'm very curious about it, very interested. I don't know if I'll ever do it, but I just like to talk about it. And he did one, and he basically said, like, it was awful. But I, right. I, and I, I'm probably butchering this um, because I only heard it once from him. <laughs> but basically, he said, like, the first night, 
uh, he was revealed. I mean, not to get like too weird or spiritual about it, but he was like revealed a lot of things and like, and basically the spiritual presence was like, and for your rest of your trip, we're not going to show you anything else. And so like basically the first night he was the only one out of his group that was like struggling and all the, the priests were like around him and he was like just physically having not a great time, but mentally and spiritually having like this crazy awareness of, you know, different things. And uh, it's just a really interesting thing because they basically at the end, they were like, and this is all we're going to show you. And it was like a lot for him to take in. And basically for the rest of the week, uh, basically he didn't have, he literally didn't have another episode like that. It was just the first night. Can you imagine like going to the retreat and being like, I got a whole week of this stuff, you know, I'm going to get weird. Yeah. What's and his then name like, again, uh, his, my, my father-in-law, your father-in-law, yeah. his name's Dan. Dan. Yeah. They're like, Dan, what did the spirits tell you? Yeah. Did they tell you to kill somebody? Did they? <laughs> did they? <laughs> oh God. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm worried, you know, like some people that maybe shouldn't be like hallucinating. I'm wondering if they get some weird messages. I mean, yeah, I, I think it, it really depends on how you go into it because like for me, I don't think I, like I said, I don't think I'm ever going to do ayahuasca because I would want something out of it. I think it's the people that go in with like, Hey, no expectations, no expectations, uh, nothing on the floor. Like literally I'm just going to leave it all there. Um, and you know, that's that then it is revealed, you know, something is revealed to you through this powerful hallucinogenic. So I think I would be like, I want, you know, to see my success or the future or like, you know, my, my maybe yeah, you're like too, you're too needy. My, like, yeah, my mouth, go my in. mouth would be like, no, I don't need anything. But like my brain would be like, I would like to see the success or I would like to see this. And and so um, I don't think I'll ever do it, but I'm very, very interested in uh, people who do do it. But to, to, you know, to to say all that and to say, like, what we're going to talk about. So this Don't podcast, do drugs. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a little catch up in the beginning here. But we're also going to talk about Ikigai. Ikigai. Yes, I had, to, I had to make sure that I read the pronunciation of it several yeah. times because I was like, it's not Ikigai. Yep. It's not Ikigai. Uh, they just it's had a bunch Ikigai. of. Ikigai. Yeah. Ikigai. Uh, and so yeah. we'll t- we'll get into that, but basically um, that is something to kind of it's like a, you kind of use it as a roadmap for figuring out what you want to do in life, um, and kind of have to ask these questions to yourself. And I just found out about it, and I got really excited. I'm really into it um, yesterday, actually. So it's a very new process to me. But we're gonna try to do that in the next segment. But Kyle, how have you been? Let's talk about that real quick. What have you been up to, dude? Yeah, it's just um, like we always kind of reference like summer is here. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Like just been getting out. We gorgeous. just went to the zoo today with the family. Still never um, been. Yeah, I mean, it's good, not great, but yeah. it's just fun to like, you know, kids like seeing animals. Yeah. And I like I, seeing animals. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do, but like I also have this incredible guilt with zoos because yeah. I just hate seen like locked up animals oh. and i'm like so it so kyle does have a heart totally totally for like just animals. i have a heart for things that are helpless that's yeah. it if you are not helpless then i have zero sympathy <laughs> for you like that it's the truth when i see like a polar bear like 
sitting there like in a cage, like they all all look depressed, you know? Oh yeah. And it's just like, man, I mean, I know they don't have any like concept of like life in, in the same way we do where they're like, you know what? I should be going on vacation this week, you know, but they're like, they just look down and depressed and I hate seeing that. And I hate, I don't know. It just bothers me. I get that. Uh, I'm very similar. I do love like conservation centers where they're like, um, we have one in Alaska here. Free to run around. Yeah. Well, they're, they also, but they're like, we saved this, you know, um, animal specifically because it's mom basically just left it and just said goodbye and yeah. so we took his the- own family didn't even love him yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i can I, relate <laughs> i do love like conservations or zoos that do that i mean basically give that thing a life that it wasn't going to have so but there are like some zoos that just kind of abuse their power but who am i to be like oh you know that's the zoo that you know is yeah i good think one. a lot that's of people- the zoo that's the bad one but I, get I think a lot of people that work there probably really do care about the animals yeah. and all that stuff. But it just it does seem kind of like it's a downer tough. watching animals yeah. like in a it's smallish like, cage. It's like the circus, right? You're like a yeah. freak show. Like you have all these people who like are just there for people to gawk at and pay money 100%. for. It. I'm and always like uh, that. That tiger should be out there mauling people right now. <laughs> it should not be in this cage. Let that thing free. That's, Let him go. Kyle's found a new mission in life. He's going to be I'm picketing, all the animals. picketing zoos, yeah. uh, freeing all the animals. We're going to sneak into the zoo. Uh, be ready, Anchorage Zoo. We're coming. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not. Don't. I'm not doing that. Don't take that as a threat. Um, no, my you got, uh, my weekend was uh, interesting to take a turn. Uh, yeah, you had the the boys were ba- and girl bur- were back boys in and town. Girls, man. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we almost, you know, have equal amount of girls and boys. Uh, no, we, I, I played a show. I played a, yeah. my band. We played a show for the first time in, I'm rounding up, but it's about three years. And uh, we also released our, well, we haven't released it yet, but we uh, had a public listening on the radio uh, mm-hmm. for our first song that we've released in eight years. Um, freaking years. Yeah, dude. 2014. And like, people were like, are you serious? It's been eight years since you guys last recorded. And we're like, yeah, this, I mean, basically 2019 is when we recorded these songs and then COVID and then, um, we didn't do anything. And so it was the beginning of this year was when our singers of the band were like, we want to finish these songs. We're going to go into the studio again and record the vocals. So we finished out two of them, and we still have four songs ready to uh, for vocals. So we, we still got <laughs> some time, some things to do. Um, but yeah, we released one song, and we played a show with the amazing Candlebox. Uh, yeah. 90s band. Bro. Okay, first off, like sold out the show, three thousand people ish. Uh, so that was like crazy. Um, but also, like we had this opening band called the Jangle Bees, phenomenal, phenomenal local band. Um, like indie rock is what I would say uh, their yeah. genre was. Um, and then we come on, and then it was we're a little heavier. And then Candlebox and Candlebox, man. So the singer's been doing this, you know, and they've had like different guys in the band, but the sure. singer's been doing this for like 30 plus years. And the dude was just hitting those high notes and just, just staying the course, man. He was just like, ah! and then he would just go on for like 
30 seconds. He had some range. Unbroken. Oh, hmm. man, he was so good. I mean, they, the whole band was amazing. I just could not take my eyes off them. First off, they're beautiful people. But second hmm. off, uh, it was just, you know, great. And, uh, you know, outdoor shows can be, like, tough with sound. Uh, yeah. It was. We had a little rough, rocky start uh, as far as sound checks and all that stuff. Um, but uh, it all Did you guys get to sound check before, or was it well, when you got up on stage? I don't know if I, mean, I, should, I should say this, but, I mean, it's not really... It's nobody's fault, really. Um, but, like, apparently there were some altercations with the previous sound guy. Mm-hmm. And the previous sound guy is in, like, two days ago. And he was let go. And apparently, you know, because he was let go, he zeroed everything out as far as like patches and what he had worked on. And um, so basically everything that he had built in the sound system, he was like, well, this is technically my I'm assuming he was like, this is my intellectual property. I'm taking it with me. Delete. And uh, so they they didn't find that out until they got started setting everything up for the her sound check for the, the for Candlebox in the morning and guys the volume is on zero <laughs> no, what do so, i do <laughs> so basically poor candlebox sound guy had to like literally go from 0 to 100 with like figuring out where chords were and like all this stuff and so uh i felt so bad for them because they were like even candlebox themselves right we're talking 30 plus years old like of rock and roll and they're just crushing it still to this day they have a full schedule for the rest of the year and they were like coming over to us like we're so sorry we this is taking so long they were just the nicest guys in the world um but everything got figured out we didn't get to sound check our sound check was basically mm-hmm. just like do 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 okay let's go you know um, yeah. but honestly like the sound guys from mammoth and our sound guy uh ryan like ugh, they just made it sound perfect and everybody was like um you know so so happy stoked. with it yeah yeah everybody, i mean we were uh, just stoked to be playing your wife was taking some videos last night yes. on instagram yeah. and uh there was one when i think it was the jangle bees were playing and you guys were were doing the the correct band thing which is yeah. to and most people, if you've never played music or have supported other bands, a lot of times what people will do is the openers generally have a smaller following than the headliners, obviously. Right. So what bands tend to do is come out and kind of be the crowd for yeah. smaller bands well, that may not have a huge following yet. So what was happening is like, you know, there was a ton of people there from the beginning, right? There was right. a line wrapped around the road. And the first band goes on, but there's like this square, like they have a, a, like the middle square, right? Where everybody usually kind of stands, they have picnic tables and everybody Mm. was just on that square. Nobody, it was like literally like if you cross that line, you would burn in flames. Like nobody crossed that line. Nobody wanted to come close to the stage. Red Rover. So it was, um, Kevin, the dude from the, the vocalist for Candlebox, like I said, nice, one of the nicest guys I've ever uh, played with as far as openers um, he was like he grabbed Stephanie and Jade uh, who's also in our band and they went out and they just stood three of them there was like literally three people and then just like nothing and then it's just a sea of people and so they just stood there and then all of a sudden like so then I was like alright well, I'll join I want to go out and listen and then like st- people started coming and then other people started joining and then so it, he he was the guy he was like out in the crowd uh, mm-hmm. I can't speak their praises enough. He was out in the crowd for their whole show, 
Uh, he was out in the crowd and then side stage for our whole show. And then he like put on a phenomenal show and was just um, amazing. And yeah. Um, yeah, he like sought the- you know out our bandmates or whoever and was just like singing our, singing our praises, which is so nice of him to do. Um, yeah, he didn't need to do so- that. Yeah, and I mean the the video that she posted was you know showing all of you guys kind of out there, and mm-hmm. Ronnie was dancing. Oh well, and- you know, typical Ronnie. Oh, poor guy. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say this, be, and then we can we can be done with this segment. Uh, so you know, you've seen us play so many times. We like to dance around and have fun and whatever. And um, so we're playing a song, and it, it was probably one of our like earlier in the set and i go over to, to ronnie and we're you know we're jamming and i'm playing the bass and he's playing the guitar and we're jamming and like looking into each other's eyes and smiling just like we, we're doing it baby we're doing look at it. us yeah uh, look, <laughs> look at, at us. us and uh so then i you know walk backwards and go back to like where you know my home base is and then he walks backwards too he ends up tripping over a cord and then like ends up, dude. I don't know how this happened. And Spread I know eagle. someone's got it on video. Apparently, he, he trips it on trips on a cord, falls backwards. So I'm I actually looked away and then I looked right back and he was like on the ground. He had, uh, there was a huge box. I think it was for like uh, in ears or something, some kind of sound system box. He had knocked himself into that. A water bottle fell off onto him. And then apparently. I didn't know this at the time because I was like, oh, <laughs> Ronnie fell down. And I started laughing at him. And then like during another song later, he was like, I, I, he, he showed me his, the back of his guitar and it was like a chunk taken out. And I was like, oh man, that happens that whatever, you know, that like that's, that's normal. And he was telling me later that he actually, when he fell down, his guitar went up to his face and it hit his teeth and oh. he literally took a bite out of it. And like I, I apparently there's like you can see teeth marks in his in his uh his guitar. And so then he he got up and he was like, oh, whatever. And then um his he fucked up his knee somehow. So he limped into the microphone and then he says he started to sing and he's like, I'm spinning out these pieces of wood. And I was like, What the <laughs> heck, dude? He like Ronnie. this one, like I don't know what part it was, and I would love to see video if anybody got it. Um but yeah, he he just fell over these cords which i was even before the set i was like guys we should you know gaff tape all this all these cords down because this is just not gonna be good and it wasn't good uh and uh yeah he he even today this morning i saw him and he his uh knee is all screwed up limping like a um you know like a poor guy but you know we're we're in our 30s and we were dancing around like we were you know still uh, back in the day in our 20s touring the U.S. And so, um, yeah, I was curious about the old bangover situation because I remember that that was the worst is having yeah. like neck pain the next day of like just being like, man, I'm getting too old for this. Yeah, that is uh, that's what happened. Uh, but also like I went to CrossFit. So that's another thing. I've been going to CrossFit. Mm. I went three times this week. And so I went to CrossFit in the early morning. And I was sore even from my last CrossFit thing. So, but I went to CrossFit early in the morning before our set or before coming out to the show, and that kind of helped loosen up my muscles. And then I definitely took a lot of time to stretch beforehand. So my bangover is not horrible, but I'm still like 
my neck is pretty sore. Like I, I went a little hard last night, but it was just yeah. like fun, you know. I was just like, I'm just having fun up here. I forgot how much I enjoyed, uh, you know, playing shows. Man, it's been three years, so it feels good to be back. Yeah. So CrossFit, um, you're getting back into that. So uh-huh. now you're you're getting some fitness stuff back. And I am. Honestly, I'm shocked that the church hasn't adopted CrossFit yet because CrossFit seems like that would be like a. I- I a mean, church I feel workout. Like a lot of people who go are you fit are for the cross? Military, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or mil- sorry, military and and uh, Christian, right? Yeah, like, I mean, I could see it's there's a there's a Venn diagram of people that like, yeah, you know, so are interested um, in it. But man, you know, it's tough, dude. I I w- the warm ups we do, uh, like we're talking the first ten minutes, I'm just dripping sweat. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's really good. I mean, I went from zero pull ups, like I can't do any, to like I did 36 assisted, right, with a band. So you wrap a band around the pole and then you put it under your feet. And so you kind of have like this little, like, you know, bounciness. Uh, but mm-hmm. I did 36 of those. And so I went from zero to 36. And of course, like I'm still sore, you know, my lats, my biceps, but uh, I do feel a little bit more energy. Um, and so, like, that was kind of good for yesterday, even though it went from, like, a uh, tough CrossFit to we, we did one little rehearsal, and then we went to, you know, the show. And, and so uh, it was a long day last yesterday, but it was it was really good. Yeah. Do you see yourself here in the next few years, like, what's really common is people, especially men, kind of adopt a, a new personality or a new thing, like, as they get older. Like, you know, the guy that... I'm a CrossFit guy now, or yeah. I'm a Traeger guy. I, I'm a griller, or I'm, I'm a lawn a, guy. I'm a golf know, guy. Uh, no, you got I don't. You're not thinking you're gonna have anything like that. Like, well, oh, uh, I'm a obscure cocktail guy now. I mean, yes, there's probably going to be something, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as we always do. Uh, but I definitely don't think it's gonna be my fitness. It if it if it is gonna <laughs> be not. anything, it's gonna be like the camera I own. Right. Oh, I'm a Alexa mini guy. You know what I mean? Or black magic guy. Like that might be the only thing. You're um, like a guy. I'm, I got or like obscure you know, cameras. Right. Maybe like stuff like that. Like that's something I could see myself being like, oh, man, man. but that, that sounds stupid in my head, too. It, uh, it all sounds stupid, but there's something that like when I watch a guy that like has his Traeger recipes, how many I'm always times like are you watching guys oh, all the time. <laughs> I'm not even allowed to look at girls, so like I'm like, okay, next best thing. I'm looking at guys. No, but like you come across guys that like do barbecue stuff, and you're like, God, that looks good. I'd love to make me oh, a nice so you, brisket. You on the feel grill. like you're finding yourself like uh, a pool into the Traeger world, or something? well, like that. But like yesterday, I like mowed the lawn, and then like an I got the hedge clippers out, and I was like clipping oh, trees, bushes guy. down, lawn I, care guy. I mean. I feel the tug towards being a lawn guy, like, but okay. I just, I don't know. It's uh, my personality's being like pulled in a million directions. You yeah, know? I get that. Uh, I think you know I'm gonna try to stick to this tried and true like film film world. Uh, mm. But I mean, like, I do like you know I, m- me and Alicia, we started like gardening. Oh, right, right, yeah. This so year, you had the backyard stuff. Like right. I kind of dig that, and like I've been mow. I you know I've mowed a couple times the last you know week or two, 
And, uh, you know, I got the weed whacker out and like I started whacking those weeds. Oh, boy. And, uh, you know, it's like you put on, like, I left my phone in the house and put a podcast on and I had my Bluetooth headphones. And I was just like listening to a podcast like the whole time. And then it would stop and go on to the next podcast I was listening to. So, I mean, I, I enjoy that because like zoning out and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm done. Oh, that's not bad. Okay, cool. And yeah, uh, there's something about taking care of something and like yeah. keeping it nice looking that I think. Yeah guys are drawn to like this is my domain and i've i mean i think i'm still learning that i think alicia is definitely rubbing off on me because she was the one that was like i want to you know fix our deck and do the garden and all this stuff and but i mean like i kind of did enjoy it now i really enjoy looking at it and being like i i have done this this is this is what i have created right so that does feel good like and productive so that is kind of nice I think we can move on to the Ikigai. I want to kind of keep this section not so much like we think or this is what it kind of is, just with what we know, because this is something new to both of us, and I don't want us to just kind of ramble on about, like, I think this is kind of this. It'll be a quick quick little rundown of what what I know about it, and you, you know, have looked into it as well. Because, like I said, it's only been a, a day. I only found this out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right, or and it's kind of something ago. that you sent me because you we we if, for those of you that listened to last week's episode, we kind of got into a discussion about somewhat of a like a mixture of like feeling depressed or yeah. like lost or all these emotions that can kind of come up during your life and in different seasons of your life and how you kind of both of us, Stephen and I, felt like we were losing our tempers more yep. and. Yep. A lot of that stuff can come from multiple reasons, but I think for us personally, it comes from maybe a, a lack of direction or a lack of uh, like goals that we want to complete in our life because we're kind of feeling lost. Yeah. And so this is something that I'll let Stephen kind of take the reins on, but yeah. this is something that the Japanese have been doing forever, and yeah. it's something that is very interesting. It is interesting, and I th- how I found out about it was through a podcast I was listening to while I was mowing the lawn, which is interesting <laughs> enough. God, look at uh, that full circle. So it was about the the making of the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, and it was uh, I'll shout it out is No Film School podcast, and basically the the host was interviewing the DP, and then he was. Uh, interviewing the editor and then at the end of the podcast he interviewed the daniels who are the writing directing team for the movie right so they're the creative force behind this whole movie and basically how they were like saying is like you know we we got into this point of filmmaking when we were like we really didn't know what we wanted to do with it right we kind of knew we had aspects and we had a good career going but we didn't know what to do and so this he starts spitting out this you know, this Japanese concept um, that has been around for ages called Ikigai. Now, you can look it up. It's spelled I-K-I-G-A-I. And basically what it is, so it's it's a gr- graphic image. So I'm going to try to best explain this visually for you, audio-wise. Um, but it's four big intersecting circles. Um, and then the middle part, so if you imagine like, you know, uh, a Venn, is it Venn diagram? Is that the word yes. I'm looking for? So it's a Venn yep, diagram. Everything intersects. Yeah. So the middle is your ikigai, or it's also um, 
that means a reason for being. Now, these four circles also have meanings. So the top circle is what you love, doing what you love. Um, you know, that could be like for, for you know, maybe we'll use Kyle. Do What he loves is golf, um, something like that. So maybe that's something he loves. The second big circle to the left is what you are good at, right? So it could be like, you know, telling a story for like for me it could be like i'm good at you know editing i'm good at filming i'm good at you know writing um, any anything yeah it, anything. Could, it really yeah. could it be anything the third circle on the bottom is what you can be paid for so right that's like um you're not only doing what you love or what you're good at but maybe you want to you want to have something that you can be paid for and then the fourth thing on the side is what the world needs. Now, you intersect all of those, and it's your ikigai, right? And then there's also different things um, you can go in between is what you love and what you're good at. They intersect, and that's your passion. Uh, what you're good at and what you can be paid for, that intersects, and that's your, intersects, and that's your profession, right? And then what you can be paid for, what the world needs, that's your vocation, and what the world needs and what you love is your mission. And so all these things intersect and they have different meanings, right? Um, and it's just interesting enough because like doing more research into this is I found out like, you know, there are so many people in the world that aren't happy with what they do, right? There And there's they maybe have one of these things. They might have the profession. They might be, you know, maybe they're good at this one thing. Um, and they're being paid for it, but they're not giving something that the world needs or they're not doing something that they love. So maybe they have two circles out of the four or maybe they have three circles out of the four, but it's not something that the world needs, um, which is kind of something that I was like, ooh, yeah, because I, I do what I love. I do what I'm good at and I and I get paid for it. But like, does the world need it? And I was like, oh, you know, that's that was like kind of the 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 missing piece in my head for myself uh when i was kind of like thinking that i'm i need but basically um a 85 percent of the workforce right of uh let's just read this really quick um oh actually you know let me ask you a question this what percentage of full-time workers around the world are either not engaged at their jobs or downright hate them 85 percent. damn it you looked it up too <laughs> <laughs> you just said it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I did say that. Okay. Um, but anyway, so we're talking like 15% of people aren't enthusiastic about what they do. And so that. I even find that to be low. Like it's probably in the realm of. I like mean, that was probably three. Uh, that was probably based out of so many people. No, no, then, for sure. But I'm right. just saying, I feel like there, there's not. And I sadly say this to like Aiden and stuff is like. He's always assuming that everybody's super happy with their careers and all yeah. that stuff. And I'm like, you'd be surprised that you probably hardly know anybody that's, yeah. well, he doesn't know a lot of adults, but like, there's just not a lot of people that love waking up and going to work. That's yeah. just true. Like, that's the old, you know, office space kind of, you know, uh, I hate my job. I live for the weekend kind of mentality. Yes. And it's more common than uncommon, I would say. Yeah, and so this Iki guy is is it's not something you can find overnight. Uh, it's no. not something you know you can just be like, oh, I'm just yeah, okay. That's good. That's good. All right, this is this is my life now. No, it's like it takes a process, right? So from what I'm learning, is basically this is just like 
you really need to dive in deep to questions like, what do I love? What am I good at? What can I be paid for? Like those questions of those big circles. And you're really asking yourself like serious questions. And once you do, you know, we were talking about this last week is like you write everything down or you maybe you think everything through, you talk everything out. And once you get to the bottom of all of that stuff, then that's where you really find your answer. And so that's kind of how I see myself yeah. working at this, um, getting this process, right? Is like we're just writing everything I'm I'm good at, just writing everything down, blah 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 blah. But then really, like you know, I start to get to the really the nitty gritty, and like the bottom thing is probably like, ooh, that is it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm really good at. Um, and so let me see if I can find this other thing. Uh, the one TEDx, uh, video that I sent you, it's by Timmy Tim Tamashiro. Um, okay. You ever heard of him? Thanks, Ooh. Tim. Um, I I haven't, but um, I did see the video. I I didn't get to watch it all, but you know, if he's given a TEDx, he's got to be somebody, you know. Yeah, he he's like a music. He's recorded albums. He had his own um, like radio show for a while. So this was the one that um, I I this the video that I really connected with, and it's basically how to ikigai. Um, mm-hmm. but basically at the end of his speech, he kind of says like, it is a verb, it is an action. And so he kind of lists off the ones that, you know, can, uh, intersect. So really it's not just like, oh, filmmaking's my icky guy. No, 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 no. Or, you know, like golf is my icky guy. No, 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 no. It's like, it's an action or a verb. And so he gives us list. And so basically I'm going to read some of these things off and maybe some of these will, um, you know, resonate with, with you or maybe the people listening. Um, so here's here, here they are, uh, to serve, to create, to delight, to nourish, to provide, to teach, to heal, to connect, to build. Now I think that was the list that he just gave off. Um, but, I don't. I think there's endless, endless, uh, uh, like you know, words that you can do. Specifically, he, um, you know, he is this guy who was giving this teaching, and he was he's very like um, energetic, and he's just you can tell that he's got a nice aura. You know, that's a weird way to say, but he's got a like, nice vibe to him. He was like, my icky guy is to delight, and basically. Um, he was like, if, what's the one that stuck out to you when I was reading that list? And I was like, man, for me, to create was like one that really stuck out on me because I love creating. I love uh, creating content, but also like creating for the people. You know, I get ideas and, you know, go on and go forth. But also, you know, I, I resonated with the delight. Like I love to um, tell stories to people. I love to make people laugh. Um, I love to kind of inform people. I love to talk to people and kind of make them feel, um, important. So stuff like that. So it, there's really, um, I, I feel like those are like, I mean, I'm sure there was a little bit more to it, but that, that sounds very vague. Like I like to create sure. Oh, or like the, like, this like, is, yeah. I mean, the guy had 12 minutes to talk about this right. ancient, you know, prophecy or not prophecy, but like ancient concept from Japan, Japan. So, I mean, like basically you can't go through everything and so i'm sure he had to limit what he was saying yeah um so 
like I, we talked about this last week for a second where um, I had mentioned that a lot of people aren't willing to like do the work of like sitting down and really diving deep into your own brain about what you want, what your passion is, right. what what to or how to work through problems that you may have. And, and the part that I came across that I kind of liked were these are kind of some questions you need to ask yourself to kind of find your own ikigai. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to go through all of them, but essentially you need to find out like, what is this hobby or craft that you are more excited about than anything else? Like what's something that you can't get enough of? Yeah. Um, is there a way that you can be an expert at this hobby or craft? Is this something that you can see yourself doing in 10 or a hundred years from now, if possible? Yeah. And it just kind of walks you through essentially four main categories of questions. And then what you're supposed to really do is visualize your ideal day from start to finish yep. by using this craft. Like, what does your day look like? Do you wake up where most of us are checking our phone to escape into yep. social media land right away? Or are you starting with man, I am excited to get started on this project that I have right now. And mm -hmm. it's like, all of these things that you need to kind of dive into for yourself, I think t will take more effort and more time than most people are willing to do. So it's not as easy as like, oh, you know what? I'll no. probably figure out my guy tomorrow because uh, yeah. it's just going to come to me. Well, it's interesting that you said like visualize a day because mm -hmm. I, I've, I've heard that for a few years now. And for me, I don't know what, if it's my ADD or what. But like they were always like, you know, visualize a day in your future. Sounds fun. I get to create, you know, my world. Right. And Alicia always says kind of like, you know, if you're struggling with what you want to do, like look to the future, look at your future self and ask him or ask her. Right. Like ask them what what did you do to get to where you are? And so basically it's creating that world. Where do I live in the future? And it's it's not really like this is exactly what it's got to be, but it's kind of building a roadmap like of like these are the habits I'm forming and these are the things and it, you don't have to do everything in the same day, but this is the kind of the house I'm living in. And I, for years was not able to do that because I would get up to like the certain point and then I would get into like the minute details and be like, all right, I wake up our bed, our bed is, you know, uh, California King. It's huge. And it's got white, you know, get little detailed. And they say the more detailed, the better, because then that can like fill in the cracks uh, for, you know, visualizing and building what you want. But then I would start to be like, and then our windows are like this and we overlook this and that. And it, and it just like started to become too detailed. And then it wasn't until, so I, I would just get really stuck and I'd be like, all right, where do I go from here? And I, right. I just didn't know what to do. And I, so last year, what was it? I was probably in another like river of misery uh, last year and I was kind of like I don't know what I want to do and I think Alicia asked me like what is your what is your what what is your ideal day in the future what are you doing what's your job where are you going to work how what do you see yourself making if anything are you you know uh, living somewhere else etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. and we were driving out to Talkeetna for a weekend and uh, I just like spit it out everything I was wanting to do. I had someone who was willing to listen. Um, so find someone who's willing to listen to you. And just like, I was able to just like, instead of thinking it through in my brain, I was able to talk it out. I've always said on here, 
I'm a I'm I'm someone who uh, works through my emotions by talking them out, and that was really helpful just to be like, boom, this is what I'm going to do, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do that, but then this is what the house looks like that we're living in, and actually, I'm driving this car, and I'm going to this place for work, and there, then I swipe my card, and the code to that door is this 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 and i walk in and, and i've been like, kicked out and yeah. they fired me <laughs> they're like how do you know that I'm code homeless. and they they hike me out and uh then they throw then me they out literally me. yeah yeah uh no so it's like it it is kind of very helpful to like be like if you do get stuck i can look towards that work that i've done visualizing um and see yeah, like try to reverse yeah. engineer what what it would take to get yeah. to that because day. i mean it's something i mean I'm learning, right? It's like uh, in my 20s, I wasn't, I was asking my earlier self. I'm like, in, and you're always asking your earlier self, and then that's why you complete these uh, things. And so, that, I mean, that's what Alicia's taught me too is like, I'm asking pri- previous Stephen. And so I'm kind of getting in this loop where I'm like always like in the same pattern. Now, the pattern might be six years apart, but I'm still in this pattern. Now, if you ask future Stephen, then that starts to change the pattern a little bit. So just interesting. Uh, Is that Traeger Stephen or CrossFit Stephen? Uh, neither, actually. Those are different dimensions, Stevens. Uh, yeah. No. He's out there. Yeah, they're definitely out there. They're definitely different uh, different Stevens everywhere. Uh, but I, I like to look at filmmaker Stephen in mm. the future. Uh, he's he's actually he he's he's doing pretty good for himself. He's too busy to talk to you, though, because... <laughs> I know uh, he won't take my, he won't return my phone calls, which is kind of a yeah. bummer. Actually, I think he gave me a wrong number, which is a bullshit thing for him to do. Thanks, future Stephen. We just did finish up a episode this past week that was quite new for our yes. Go Fix Yourself podcast. We had what the mainstream calls a guest. <laughs> I think everybody calls it that, but yeah, yeah. dude, we did it. It was, it was interesting. We had our good friend Cody Liska on and yep. uh, crude mag, crude conversations, conversations yep. everything that he's involved with, especially in Alaska. Um, I think you guys are going to enjoy that episode. It was a little different for us. We yeah. did a podcast similar to what we're doing now where we all hopped on a call. We didn't see each other or anything like that, so... There is a little bit of, I'm not going to say awkwardness, but different from being able to look somebody in the eye well, when you're talking yeah. to them. So that that was the thing. First off, we've never met Cody in real life, right? Uh, I, I I think I've exchanged a few message with him messages mm-hmm. with him on like social media and stuff like that, but that's it. I've never met him in real life, and so we were all officially meeting for the first time on this podcast. And so you'll kind of, I think when we release the podcast next Monday, you'll hear that it was kind of like a little bit of like, you know, Rocky start. It's our first interview that me and Kyle have ever done. It's our first guest. So there's a little bit of rockiness that comes with that. And of course it's like, you know, we're not uh, amazing interviewers, um, yeah, but Cody hung up on us several <laughs> times, but we just kept calling him back. Yeah. Be like, Cody, we, we gotta it get so this good done. That you won't even realize. No, He's like, guys, stop calling. We're just, <laughs> yeah, we're so excited uh, to 
okay like you know we, we were we were saying in the beginning of this podcast we're very excited for this technology and the way to do this and we can do this from the comfort of our own home but also like still talk to each other and talk to now to other people and so we would love to start to do this more and more and we we started with cody so tune in yeah. next monday for our interview with cody liska um but other than that guys and gals uh thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of good the go fix yourself podcast now if there's one thing that i'd like for you to do is you know what i'd like for you to go to instagram and hit a follow on kyle hit, and steven hit, hit presents yeah, Kyle and Stephen presents and the Go Fix Yourself podcast. Uh, we haven't been very active on those, and that's that's partially that's part that's my that's me that's on me. Uh, but I'd like to for you to go follow those uh, accounts because we will be pushing more and more stuff to those two accounts um, on our social medias. We we really won't be focusing on uh, Facebook or anything like that for right now. Uh, I think Instagram is the way to go. Um, but other than that, Kyle, do you have anything else to say? Yeah, I think we are going to, uh, especially reason to check out the social media, we'll be posting a lot of the Ikigai stuff over there, maybe yeah. some of the diagrams, some of the links to the, all the videos great that idea. you have been listening to that you can't see right now. So it'd be great for you guys to be able to click on those links and go check yeah. it out for yourself because that, I actually, want everybody to be happy. That's a really good idea because we don't really have like show notes, right? And so maybe yeah, these will be in the show notes. These links will be. I'll make sure of it. Okay, but I mean, maybe we like also use Instagram as like show notes. And I was yeah, I wasn't yeah. really thinking like show notes in the description. I'm talking about like more like you know you go to a website and it's like you know 103 they talk about this 207 they talk about this. Uh, so maybe we'll kind of use our Instagram. Maybe that's a good point. Like I don't. I think that's another thing too. We're always like, what do we post on Instagram? I don't know. But I think maybe that's a good idea is like, hey, this is what they talked about this this week and blah, 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 blah. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Go for yourself podcast on Instagram and Kyle and Stephen Presents where we, we post our short films and our funny little videos. Um, but other than that, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. That was falsetto. That was really good. Thanks for tuning in. Kyle and Steven will be back with a new episode next week. In the meantime, check out GoFixYourselfPodcast.com. And remember to always go fix yourself.